Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt from inside the Cafe Kubal Studios. You're also watching on facebook.com backslash livenowdt, facebook.com backslash wakeupcalldt, and on youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt. So however you're connecting with the show, we thank you so much for tuning in inside of these Cafe Kubal Studios once again to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And of course, very happy every single Friday to bring you our positive faith-based segment, uplifting your spirits and hopefully helping your day, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day, maybe six months from now, you'll remember something. But whatever we can do to help you out, we try to do inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios, bringing you LEAD, Learn, Evolve, AdLib, and Deliver. That is the acronym. And we actually started this. I called Juanita with the idea the December before the pandemic really came through, December 2019. And I don't know, at the time I was like, you know, I got this idea. I want to bring it to Chick-fil-A. I feel something with it. I want to have Juanita be a part of it because of her faith and our connection and how we talk to each other and how she's, you know, unapologetic about it and really just loves to share her faith. And, you know, obviously Chick-fil-A is all about that. And so it kind of all came together and I was like, why now? You know, like it just kind of hit me in that moment. I was like, I want to do this. And then a couple months later, the pandemic hit and so many people needed positive words. And so hopefully we've been able to share some of those with you, but God always comes on time. So Today in Lead, Learn, Evolve, AdLib, and, Deli- and Deliver, brought to you by Chick-fil-A Cicero and Chick-fil-A Clay. My co-host Juanita Ward and I have the topic that we are tasked with, which is God's Secret Blessings. But before we go there, we got to bring in Juanita. Juanita, how you doing today? Hey, Dan. How's it going? It's going very well. And, you know, I, I love the fact that whenever you come on the show, I can hear your smile. That's what I love. I can always hear you smiling. So, oh, <laughs> so you know, I, I got to ask you about that. Why are you smiling today? Why do you f- somehow, some way, find a way to smile? I tell you, man. Look, I'm, I'm a firm believer. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. And every single day, I believe that. Every single day, I believe that. Every single day, I believe that. <laughs> so I wake up with that same joy no matter what happened the day before no matter what's what's to come i just believe in speaking words into the atmosphere and speaking things into existence before they even happen i just believe that you know i I believe that's faith we believe that when we get up we turn on our light and all of a sudden the light is going to come on we believe in that light we believe in that switch we believe that when we go to the ac unit and we push it that the ac is either going to go up or it's going to go down we believe that, right? We believe the house is going to cool down or the house is going to go to a temperature where it, norm- where it normalizes out. Why can't we wake up in the morning and believe that we have the opportunity to create our atmosphere to have a joyful day? No matter what goes on in that day, you have to believe that this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad of it. And then I know this. If I have joy, doesn't matter what happens in this day, God has given me the strength to go through it. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. So that's that's what I believe. I'm just crazy enough to believe it. And so I just wake up every morning and say the same thing over and over and over. Um, <laughs> so I just have crazy, crazy joy and crazy faith. You know, and, and and that's the thing is, and I and it's funny because you said your grandmother, no matter what she went through, she would always say, God is good. And I, you know, I've I've had a lot of stuff happen in the last few weeks that has kind of hit me some kind of way. 
And and I got to tell you, Juanita, I get out of bed and I'm like, God is good. Okay, I'm saying it, God. I'm, you know, like I'm believing it. I'm here. I, I, I you know, you're good. I, I'm, I'm hoping that you're good. You're supposed to be good. What's going on? So, you know, I, I, uh, but it's funny because Kevin Hart talks about it, where, uh, where his uncle got up, and he was doing this in a, in a comedy special. He said his uncle got up at a funeral, and he was like, God is good all the time, and he paused, and you're supposed to say it all the time. God is good. And he, and he told everybody like, you didn't say it. This is what you're supposed to say. He's like, my grandma got scared and she got uncomfortable. And she said, she goes, God is good all the time. Well, sometimes he's not, I don't tell nobody, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's one of those things where I do, I joke with him sometimes where I'm like, God is good. And like you said, crazy enough to believe it. And I say to myself, God is good. God is good. God is great. God is good. God is great. And I say it, and I'm like, I don't know what you're doing right now. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is. I don't know what is going on. But I'm going to believe that you're good, okay? Because I know that you are, and it doesn't make sense. But Juanita, how do you navigate, all jokes aside, through those times where you're like, you know, God is good. Is he good? I think he's good. And, you know, and I mean, how, how do you get through those moments where you say it to yourself and maybe, you know, your whole self is struggling to believe it because of something that's going on. Well, it's just that you have to believe and you have to believe in the good and the bad. The Bible, the Bible says this. God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. He knows exactly your beginning from your end. He knows when you were, he knows, he knew the time that you were going to be born. And he also knows the time that, that we're going to take, the, take away from this earth. God knows everything about us. Ecclesiastes 3 talks about there's a time and a season for every single thing. If we're going to believe that God is good, we have to have now faith. And in having now faith, you have to believe that even though you can't see it, even though you don't know that it's there, you believe that something good is going to happen. Regardless to whatever's going on in your life, you just simply believe. The more you say things, the more it becomes evitable, the more it becomes true. Whatever you dwell on, those are the things that you will have. And as I'm reminded, I love to say this, the scripture, and I love to go here because it really does help so much, you know, and it talks about meditating on, on good things, meditate on these things, whatever you say, whatever you do, whatever you think about, that's what you're dwelling on. That's what would become who you are and what you do. And Philippians four, verse eight and verse nine says this, finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are, are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me do these things and the God of peace will be with you. So the reality is, whatever we think about, whatever we dwell on, whatever we let our eyes see, whatever we let our ears hear, whatever we let our senses smell, those things become our reality and our norm. We cannot allow situations to determine what we're going to do. If God said in his word in Jeremiah 29, 11, that he has a future for you to prosper and he has he wants to give you hope. Why would we not believe that? Why do we allow people, why do we allow situations to determine what our future is going to be? Nobody on this earth can tell us who we are and what we're going to be. When you came into this world, you either came into this world one or two things. Either you came into this world a, a, um, a boy or you came into this world a girl. One or two. 
And that's the bottom line to it. And we have to be careful in how we see ourselves. When you came into the world, you had a name. Your mother or your father or your guardian or whoever it was named you a name. And for years, you believed that that was your name. For years, you was told that that was your name. Every single time we get another age, one, two, three. For years, people tell you, oh, you're age one, you're age two, you're age three. And for years, you start to believe that. So then when you're a child, they actually say, well, how old are you? And you can regurgitate what you are because you believed in counting. You believe that somebody came into your life and told you how to count one, two, three, four, five. And then they go, yay. You believe that. Yeah. Why don't we believe that good things can happen to us every single day? Why don't we believe that we already have a future? Why don't we believe that we already have a plan? Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We have to be able to believe that in having faith and believing now, those evidence that we're looking for that are not seen, they are on the way. We just have to believe. We just have to walk into it and simply believe. If we believe when we go out to our car and we stick this uh, key into the ignition or we put a button, we put the key fob in our car, all of a sudden we can push a button that's going to crank up. Why do we believe so much in material things that we don't believe that God can do? We just simply have to believe. And coming from Juanita Ward, lead, learn, evolve, ad lib, and deliver. And delivering this morning. We just have to, why don't we believe? You know, and I say, and, and, and this is making me reflect. You know, when God says, I have a plan for you. You know, like you said, a hope in a future. To prosper you. To prosper you. Not to have you fail. Not to have you fall on your face. Not to have people take all your happiness away. To prosper you. To see you succeed. I have a plan. Ain't nobody going to beat my plan. That's what God says. You know, and, and Juanita, today's topic, God's secret blessings. You know, I brought up one of them last week. I brought up the $2 bill and I, you know, and I brought up, and people should go back and check that out. It's on video. But I, you know, I, I brought up, I brought up the $2 bill and I brought up the, the sweatshirt and, and how this family said to me, you know, we got this for you and we didn't know how to get it to you, but we knew you were going to come back. I knew I was going to see you again. That faith, I knew I was going to see you again. I haven't seen you in almost two years. We just went through a pandemic. But I'm going to see you again. I know that. I know I will. Because I trusted your word. You trusted my word. Yes, I trusted the word of Dan Tortora. Okay, so if you trust my word, how can you not trust God's word? That's the thing that, and, you know, and, and Juanita, God's secret blessings, the things that he does. I, I, I learned two things in listening to uh, a video on YouTube this week. I learned two things and I took them both with me. God does not show you gold and give you silver. God does not show you this amazing, incredible thing and give you less than that. You know, and they were talking about relationships when they say, oh, you see, you see your buddy with this girl and you see your buddy with that girl and you see your buddy with this girl and you're like, oh my gosh, these women are amazing. You guys got him. I'm so happy for you guys. That's gold. But God's going to give me silver. I dated somebody. I thought she was perfect. We broke up. Oh my gosh. God God took away my gold. He's going to give me silver. No. God does not show you gold and give, give you silver. And this thing that Juanita has always, always said to me, but she said it to me in a different way, rejection is God's protection. I want you to think about that and marinate on that for a second. Rejection is God's protection. You didn't get the house you wanted. You thought you were going to 
keep living in Orlando, let's say, and you thought to yourself, this is where God wants me to be. I'm supposed to be in Orlando. The signs are pointing to Orlando. And all of a sudden, you end up back in Syracuse and you got a house. Why? Rejection is God's protection. Oh, I thought I was going to marry this girl. I thought I was going to marry that guy. They were perfect for me. Then years go by and you think about what happened. Rejection is God's protection. Look at what they did. Look at how they hurt me. Look at what they said. Rejection. I wanted this job. <clears throat> it would have caused me to move halfway, halfway across the country. <clears throat> and it fell through. And then my grandma got sick. And thank God I was here and I didn't take that job because I got to live with her. Rejection is God's protection. Those two things, one of you, I want to talk about those. God's secret blessings. God does not show you gold and give you silver. God's secret blessings. You don't know what they are. That's why it's a secret. God didn't tell you yet. You thought that he showed you gold and he's about to give you silver or bronze or copper or tin or aluminum or cubic zirconia. But no, he's, he's, he showed you gold. He's probably going to give you platinum. What do you think about that statement? And then about the statement that rejection is God's protection. Because the in the initial rejection, man, we think, I just lost that house. That was the best house in the world. I just lost that job. That was the best job in the world. I just lost that opportunity to travel. Best travel opportunity in the world. I just lost that girl. Lost that guy. Best person in the world. But rejection is God's protection. Let's talk about those two things because they both have to do with God's secret blessings where he puts his finger over his mouth and he goes, I'm not going to tell you yet. You just have to trust me. See, if God gives you everything that he's going to give you before time, you wouldn't know how to handle it. It'll blow your mind. He can't give you everything that you need all at one time, just like he did with the prodigal son. He could not give, he couldn't, the prodigal son could not handle the capacity of what he was supposed to have. He already was blessed. He was blessed beyond measure, and he wanted everything up front right then and there. So what did he do? He took everything that he had. He went out and he did everything with it. He had all the money. He had all the stuff. He went out and he did everything that he wanted to do. He lived his life to the best of his ability. He lived his life. And then all of a sudden, when all of it was going away, he had to go live with the pigs. He had to go get down and dirty with the pigs. Because that was the only place he could actually live. Because what he did was, being selfish and greedy, he took everything that he had and he wanted. And he ran with it. The reality to this is if God gives you everything that you need or that you want right now, your brain cannot control. Your brain cannot handle the capacity of what God is going to give you. Even though there's blessings in every single thing that happens, Romans 8.28 says all things work together for the good of those that love God who are called according to his purpose. Even though there's blessings in the thing that God wants to give us, there's also blessings in the things that he takes away because he sees your future from your end. And if he gives you what it is that you need now, you don't know how to handle it. But also, too, if he takes away something, it means that he's trying to stop you and he's trying to prevent something before it even happened. You see that it may be good and you're like, oh, my God, I'm living this life. I'm living this dream. But what if that dream is about to end into something that you can't see before it even happens? But God does that. He sits up high and he looks down low and he's watching every single thing that we do. So when he takes somebody out of your life, He's telling you, listen, just follow my plans. The plans that I have for you are good. They're perfect. The plans that I have for you, I just need you to align up and say, Lord, Lord, I trust you in all that you do. I trust you in every single thing that you do. God, if I can trust material stuff on this earth, why can't I trust you? I got to get out of my own way so that I can trust what you are telling me to do. 
You took somebody away from me. I believe that you have somebody great for me. You stop this relationship. I believe that the next person is going to come into my life is ordainedly divine by you. I cannot put myself in a situation to be hurt because of me. We have to get out of that frame of mind and thinking that we can do it on our own. It's called stinking thinking. You cannot allow yourself to think that you can live in this world on your own without God controlling your future, your next steps. Immediately when you want something to happen or, or when there's a there's a huge incident that's going to happen, this is an emergency incident, what's the first thing we do? We go, oh my God. Why do we say that? Because it's not that people don't know who to call on. It's the fact that they don't want to call on them when they need him. They only want to call on him when they want him. Yeah. Because when you actually need him, that's when you're at your lowest point. And when you're at your lowest point, you start trying to call on friends and family and people that you can actually pick the phone up and call and hear their voice. Well, let me tell you something, friends. Sometimes the people that you want to pick the phone up and call, they don't, ha they don't have the answer. And the first person you need to go to is God. God, help me with this because I don't know how to get out of this. This has completely hurt me. This has completely taken me to a place that I don't want to be in. And I know that you're good all the time. And I know that God is good all the time. So why did I get in my own way? God, help me to create a new mind and a new heart and a renewed spirit so that I can do the things that you're asking me to do. Because if you say that you're good all the time, I just got to believe that you're good all the time. Doesn't mean that my emotions on this earth is or that I'm not gonna cry sometime. I am gonna cry. Doesn't mean that I'm not gonna gonna have um, you know feel some type of way about a situation. I am, but the Bible says to be angry, but sin not. Which means I cannot be angry at you and want to hurt you and want vicious things to happen to you. That's sinning. I have to be angry for justice. Which means if I see that there's a problem going on and the situation that's going on that I don't like, I want to try to change it for the better, for the good. I don't want to try to change it to hurt you just because you hurt me. I want to try to hurt you. No, don't do that. You're stopping your blessing. If something is removed out of your life, just say, God, I know you got something better for me. Okay? It, it, it really is that simple. Even though emotionally we get attached, but you still got to believe, God, I know you got something better for me. You got to just be real with me. Just talk to God and just say, God, listen, it hurt. The house that I wanted, it, it hurt. Now I got to leave, it hurt. The job that I wanted, it hurt. Now I got to leave. That hurts, God. That hurts. The, the, the person that I was dating, I, I got to leave that relationship. God, that hurt because I thought we was cool. You, They said we was cool. Yeah. But it hurt. So, God, I know you got something better for me on the other side. I trust you. Just like I trust putting my right foot in front of my left foot and my left foot in front of my right foot to keep my balance and to keep going. God, I trust you just like that. Yeah. You know, and, and, that, and, and you said it. I mean, you, you said it, Juanita, and you said it well. You know, we, we, and, and I do it. I do it all the time. I do it. God, why would you take this away? Why would you take this from me? You know, when you pray, you got to be prepared for the answer. Whether or not you, you know, we, we think when we don't get the answer we want that God didn't give us an answer. There's three answers that God gives to every, there's one of three answers God gives to every prayer. Yes. Not right now, and no, because I have something better for you. You got to trust me. And when I look back on stuff, see, I got self-reflective, and I started to write down things. And this week, I wrote down things, and I got self-reflective. And my mom goes, why did you do that? Why would you put yourself through your past again? I said, I didn't put myself through my past again. I was reflecting. And when I reflected, and I put a bunch of stuff down on paper, you know what I saw? 
Bad, 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 bad. Not good for you. This was not good. This was leading to a dead end, a dead end, a dead end, a dead end, a dead end. None of those things weren't leading off a cliff. But in the moment, I said, God, I needed this, I needed this, I needed that, I needed this, I needed her, I needed that house, I needed that. And when I go back and I look at those things, those decisions that I felt like I had no no opportunity to make, not even no opportunity to make, but I felt like they were made for me. When I go back and I look at them, none of them would have bore fruit. All of those trees were dying. Every single one of those trees was sick and had no fruit, nothing on it. And I go back and I look at, I was, yeah, but this girl, this, and this, this place, this, and this, that. And God said, yeah, that place looks pretty. That house looks pretty. That girl looks pretty, but they didn't bear fruit. Facades, Daniel. Facades, Daniel. Listen to what people say. Listen to what they, watch what they do. Listen to what they say. Understand, this job was not right. This this person was not right. This place was not right. There's a reason why you are where you are. And I keep blessing you. You keep saying to me, bless me here. I'm blessing you there. Pay attention to there because that's what I'm focused on right now, Daniel. That's where I'm blessing you, Daniel. That's where I want your attention, Daniel. You asked me for something and I gave it to you. I just didn't give it to you in the package that you thought I was going to wrap it in. But this is what it is. This is what I'm, and I say that to God all the time. Listen, God, I'm upset about this one part of my life, but you blessed me in 20 other parts of my life. And I don't want you to think I want to give those blessings back. And I don't want you to think because I'm focusing on these two that I don't respect the 20. Because I do. Because we do that all the time. And I want God to know today, every day, and in this second, in this moment, in this instant, I love all my blessings. Thank you. Thank you for all of my blessings. I'm sorry for complaining. I'm sorry for worrying. I'm sorry for fretting. Because God will look at you and say, man, I didn't give you this, but look at what I did give you. Look at what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm over here building you a garden, and you're over here tending to the weeds. I built you a garden, and you're, and you're, and you're looking at this weed saying, why won't this weed bear fruit? Daniel, focus. Focus on where this is. You thought you were supposed to be here, and I'm keeping you here. Why? Why am I keeping you here? And God just did that in my life. I thought I was going to go somewhere and do something, and God keeps building something here. He's like, I'm building it here, and I'm, and, and I'm growing it here, and I'm blossoming it here. Yeah, but God, they want me to go there. Yeah, Daniel, they want you to go there. Did you ask me where I want you to go? Did you ask me what I want you to do? I'm building you a foundation here. You're trying to build a house over here with, with pebbles and sticks, and I'm over here with cement and bricks. Focus on what I'm building you, Daniel. Focus on what I'm giving you, Daniel, and understand if I'm putting it here, then this is where I want you to build your house. It hits you some kind of way. When you take a step back and you go, man, I keep asking God to do this for me over here, and he's doing that over there, and man, all that stuff is great, but I'm so focused on that. Why am I focused on You know what? What if I go help God build this house? Could it get built a little bit faster? I mean, God could build the thing by snapping his fingers, but he obviously wants me over here building this house. So pay attention we do not always know what's best for us. We do not always know what is right. 
We do not always know what to do, but I have a prayer that I always say to God, and you know what? Lately, I haven't liked the answer, but he hasn't lied. He's always come on time. He's always answered it. I just didn't like the answer, so I acted like I didn't hear it. The prayer is, God, guide me toward what is good for me. Guard me from what is not. Guide me and guard me. Light my path in the darkness. Give me a shield from the darkness. Light me, bring me to the light. Block me from the dark. Guide me to what you want. Guard me from what you don't. Be my guide and guardian. It's a simple prayer. And I told somebody to say that last night because they're trying to figure out a bunch of big decisions in their life. I said, ask God to guide you toward what is right for you and to guard you from what is not. I prayed that prayer over and over and over and over again. And I said, God, you didn't answer me. And God said, no, I did answer you. I just didn't give you the answer that you wanted. But I gave you the answer that you needed. Those are secret blessings. Just because he doesn't give you what you want doesn't mean he's not listening. And it's amazing how today you might feel down in the dumps and you're crying and you're sad and you can't figure out how to do anything. And then three weeks from now, you can't even believe that you were laying in bed crying. You're like, why the heck would I have done that? In the moment, it is so hard to think that we can get past it. But you will get past it. Guide and guard. God will never show you gold and give you silver. Rejection is his protection. When he says no, that doesn't mean I don't love you, my child. You're not my child. I don't care about you. I'm going to leave you in the cold. I'm going to leave you in the rain. But what he does say is when you are around people that leave you in the cold and leave you in the rain, why would I let you sit outside, my child? If somebody throws you in the dirt, why am I going to let you lay there? I'm picking you up. I'm saying come in this house. I'm saying dry yourself off. Why are you sitting outside in the rain? I didn't put you there. Guide and guard. It's as simple as that. God will never take you away from something good. Believe that. Believe that. God will not punish his children. Believe that. The devil speaks lies. The devil deals in confusion. Not God. So I know your heart may be heavy today, but someone's trying to help you carry it. His name is God, and he would like to be there for you. Guide and guard. I hand it off to you, Juanita, for any final thoughts. In order for us to allow God to guide us, in order for us to allow God to guard us we have to really allow him we have to really get out of his way and we have to say god your thoughts are not our thoughts your ways are not our ways and in anything and everything that i do i'm going to trust you i'm going to trust you because i believe that you said trust in the lord with all thine heart and lean not to my own understanding and in all thy way god you said that you would direct my path i trust you I lean to you because me trying to handle the situation without my protection, I can't do it. I'll make a mess of it. So I got to have you to guide me. I got to have you to provide for me. I got to have you to lead me because if I try to lead you, I'm going to stumble. I'm leading myself blindly. But I know if you go before me, you are the light. You're the protector. You're the one that's going to open the door that nobody else can open. You're the one that's going to close the door that nobody else 
can open. And so if I'm going to allow him to do so, I have to get out of my own way. And I have to allow him to do it. I can't tell you that what you can and can't do. I can't tell him how I want things to be done. Because clearly, every time I try to tell him how I want it to be done, I get a rejection. I get the other thing. But if I believe that he said in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, that says the Lord plans of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. I just have to simply believe that God is good all the time and all the time God is good. And I have to also believe that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Speak life, speak positivity, believe positivity, create positivity by the words that we say each and every day. We have the opportunity to control the atmosphere because we are speaking positivity in the atmosphere before we even get out of the bed. We're speaking positivity. We're surrounding ourselves with positivity. We're surrounding ourselves to have a creative mind and a creative and creative thoughts. And in doing so, the first place that it starts is within us. What do you say about yourself? What are you saying to prepare you for when you walk out the door? Speak life. Believe I can, I will succeed. You have to believe that. You have to decree it. You have to declare it. If you say you want the big house, you believe it until your energy starts working towards it. Well, why can't you believe the same thing? To prepare me, surround me with people that are good, with people that have good intentions, with people that have good vibes. If I'm around somebody or around people that don't have that, exclude me from it. Because I don't want to be in that stinking thinking. I know that I have a future and I know that I have a plan and I want to keep myself on target and I want to stay on task to fulfill all that I am to fulfill. That coming from Juanita Ward, my co-host here in lead, learn, evolve, ad-lib, and deliver God's secret blessings. Sometimes, sometimes when we don't get the answer we want, Actually, all the time we don't get the answer we want from God. Just keep saying, guide me on your path. Keep me focused. What Juanita just said. Keep me going in the right direction. Keep me on that path. Help me to get out of your way, God. That's a good prayer. How about that? One sentence. God, help me to get out of your way. Help me to get out of your way. We're telling God to take the shot and we're playing defense. Get out of the way. Let him dunk it. High percentage. We're trying to make him shoot a half-court shot with a hand in his face. And he'll make it, <laughs> but get out of his way. Just get out of the way. God, get out. help me to get out of your way today. What a prayer. What a prayer. Juanita, as always, I appreciate you. I thank you. Juanita, a voice of reason for every season. 
a positive influence, a faithful, faithful steward, and somebody that I respect and appreciate so much. Lead, learn, evolve, ad lib, and deliver. Chick-fil-A Cicero and Chick-fil-A Clay Juanita, as always, thank you for your time. Thank you for your words, and thank you for your spirit and your positive energy that I feel today. I always appreciate that. Thank you so much, Sam, man. Have a great day.